Welcome to your Latina Hermana podcast, a safe space where my first gen Latinx children can feel heard and supported, a community to empower and break generational cycles. My name is Leslie and I am your host. You guys, this is my first episode. I'm so excited. Today, we are going to be talking about the journey of breaking generational cycles as a first gen Latina eldest. So this topic in general is going to be brought up in other episodes. I just wanted to talk a little bit more about my own journey and how I'm healing and just breaking generational cycles from my own perspective. So I can't lie, I am a bit nervous, but hopefully as the episodes go on, I can be a little bit more confident. (laughs) Where should I even start? Well, I personally embarked on this journey, I want to say last year in 2022. That's when I really began to take interest and really start doing more research on what it is to break generational cycles. What does it mean to break generational cycles, right? Like these are new terms that I got to learn as the year went on. But now that I look back on it, I began breaking them, I want to say back when I was 21. So I'm currently 24, about to be 25. But I remember moving out at 21. I want to say 20, but I think it was 21. It was a little bit, I want to say it was a few months after my 21st birthday. So that was back in March. So I want to say back in 2020. Yeah, I think so. Well, I'll look it up because honestly, I can't even remember. Anyways, yeah, so when I was 21 years old, a few months after my birthday, I lived in a very toxic household, and I hope one day to really go more in depth with that whole situation, but that's for another time. (laughs) I moved out at the age of 21 with my boyfriend, and we are still together. We are literally, guys, almost five years in. It's insane. We have our own apartment. We've been at our own place now for two years. And you guys, it is the best thing in the world. I think moving out has been a real big wake-up call for me. And many of you, if you've moved out of your own toxic home or your, you know, Hispanic family homes, God bless. (laughs) Because it's such hard work, but it's so worth it. And if you guys want tips on how to move out, I will make more videos on that. I'm also planning on starting a YouTube channel. I started a YouTube channel (laughs) again in 2020. But I never had the cojones to really go through with this. So I know this year I will definitely be making more content towards YouTube where I can go more in depth on tips and tricks on how to move out and just more tactical things. So when I began my journey, I want to say that after I moved out, I went through a lot of, I don't want to say healing. I mean, in a sense, yes, I was healing, but at that time I didn't know it. And if you follow me on TikTok, I recently put up a video. It's titled Realization of a First Gen Latina, Latina Daughter. And I had someone comment saying, it gets bad. Sometimes it can get bad before it gets better. And honestly, that's so true. I mean, it may be different for your case, but in my own personal journey, it was definitely that. And even now, like, I want to say that the healing journey and breaking generational traumas isn't like a one-time one thing fixed it isn't like linear path it's a lot of ups and downs it's a lot of navigating like you're you're becoming aware of the traumas you've been through you're trying to work through them and then sometimes you just sink down again but it's all about getting back up and doing it 
So, anyways, back to my story. Oh, by the way, you guys, I am such a horrible storyteller. I'm letting you guys know right now. I'll take 20 years in real life to tell a story. And I go a lot of, like, in and out. So, just be ready for that. Okay, so, yeah. So, I moved out at 21. My house was just unbearable. Like, it was to the point where I hated being home. At that point, I... I remember I would sleep over at my boyfriend's house. He ran from his brother, and I remember his brother was like, at this point, why don't you just move in? And I did. <laughs> but um, shout out to him for literally opening the doors to his house for me. I really appreciate that. But anyways, yeah, so when I moved out, I I felt an immense guilt. And if you're the eldest in your household, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I felt so guilty leaving my brothers behind. So at that time, I was still going to college, I believe. Yeah, I was still going to college, and I was working a full-time job, and I was still being the, I want to say housewife of the house, because that's really what it, it, it came down to. I was cleaning, I was cooking for my family, I still had to do my own work, I still had to go to work aside from my school, and it was just a lot, you guys, and um, when I moved out, I, like I said, I felt so guilty leaving my brothers behind. I always thought about them, and I'm like, no, well, what are they going to do when I'm not there? What's going to happen to them? Or what if they can't take it? What am I going to do? And I put so much pressure on myself that I now realize that, you know, it, it shouldn't have fallen on me, and I shouldn't have felt all that pressure because at the end of the day, I'm not responsible for their well-being. And if you grew up parentified as a child... You know, you, you kind of grew up raising your own siblings, so they're kind of like your own children, and that's how I see my brothers. I mean, now I'm starting to distinguish more that they're just my siblings and not my quote-unquote children, but growing up, they really were my children because I raised them, <laughs> and um, leaving them was honestly the hardest part of all, and I remember um, when I was still in college, no, back before college, when I was in high school and I was applying to colleges, I was applying to places out of state. I'm from New Jersey, but I was applying from I was applying to places in California, Connecticut, even like nearby like PA, but I just wanted to move. I wanted to escape and leave my home so bad. And when I was applying to those places, honestly the only thing I thought it was what are my brothers going to do? How are they going to survive without me there right because a lot of the times with my father like it was just a lot of fighting in the house and my brothers would just come to my room or I would take them out and would just like go on walks at that time I didn't have a car nor my license so we would walk everywhere and I remember that at those times I really didn't want to leave because of them and then came to the point where I started realizing like you know what I have to leave like I, I, I can't and so me and my boyfriend had actually come up with a plan to move out at the end of that year that I was supposed to move out but it happened like way sooner than expected and the story behind that is insane and it's a whole fucking novella sadly um but if you guys like novellas I'm pretty sure you guys are gonna like the story although I hope my trauma <laughs> amuses you in some way and yes by the way I do have dark humor so <laughs> Just get ready for that. Anyways, that's for a later episode. But yeah, so um, after I moved out, I remember just crying. I was in such a depressed moment. Not even moment. I, I was depressed for a very long time. But because I grew up in that typical Hispanic household, my parents didn't believe in depression. 
So I grew up not believing in depression. I always thought, oh, I'm being dramatic. Or, no, like, depression doesn't exist. That's only for white people. Right? And uh, it was just a lot, you guys. I remember crying every single day, going to work, coming out of work, during my lunch breaks. Um, I remember when I was sleeping at my boyfriend's, I wouldn't feel comfortable because, you know, in a sense, I wasn't home. And I felt very lonely. And I felt like every time I tried to talk to someone about it, they wouldn't understand. And I'm sorry I get emotional. I'm, I'm very emotional. But just remembering those times and how hard they were, it, it really showed me. <laughs> it showed me how, how bad it's been. And now that I'm, in a sense, healing, I will, I'm healing more. And now that it's been, what, like, I want to say like four years now? almost no like three years yeah like no it has been more i think i want to say like it's been because i've been living two three four no guys i think okay so i don't know i think i moved out at 2021 i'm not sure but it's been a long time and like now looking back at retrospect i see how fucked up it was and how fucked up i was not towards others but how fucked up my whole situation was and i remember when i moved out my father didn't really care he was just kind of like well, I saw it coming. And it was just more of that, you know, like that typical Mexican shit where my boyfriend came over to talk to my dad, you know, like, como like, pidiéndole la mano, but not really. Like, just to move out, like, kind of like letting him know that I'm going to be okay. But now that I look back on it, and me and my boyfriend have conversations like this, I tell him, like, my father didn't deserve to get an explanation as to why I was moving out. Like, he didn't at all. And I still did it because I felt like I, like, you know, because of that, that stigma of like, well, no, he, like I have to respect my parents because they're still my parents and you know, still living under his roof. So I had to do it the quote unquote right way. And now looking back at it, I'm like, fuck that. Like I would have just, I should have just left and that's it. But you know, we all learn from it and that's why I'm here to share my story so you guys can, you know, avoid those mistakes or just hear my perspective and then you guys decide on how you want to handle yours. But yeah, so I moved out and it was just so bad. I remember like that whole year, it was a lot of transition for me. I remember cutting off my father for a while and it was the hardest thing for me. And it wasn't until a few years later that if you heard my intro when I talked about seeing that post of a girl saying, are you the eldest daughter in your household or are you normal? And then that's when it really kind of just kind of sparked a fume, right? And I was like... <gasps> And it kind of took off that filter that I had in my in my mind, in my brain. And it made me realize so many things all at once. So everything was just kind of hitting me all at once. And it was a lot for me to process. So sometimes when you're new to this and you don't, you're not really aware of your, your traumas or just wanting to break cycles in general, you, you're kind of like in the air, right? Well, that's how at least how I felt. I was more in the air, like, what do I do? What is this? So... I would say do your research. That's what I did. I did a lot of research and I was like, what is first-gen Latin trauma? What is, you know, childhood trauma? What is, you know, Hispanic, um, toxic Hispanic culture? Like, things like that. And when I started digging more into all these terms, it started making more sense. And I started, it's like a puzzle. I started kind of putting pieces together. So, yeah. So, it, it, it all starts with becoming aware. So, if you're on a journey or you're embarking on a journey to break generational cycles it all starts becoming aware aware of your environment aware of your upbringing aware of yourself 
and the traumas that you have because of, for the longest time, you know, I suffered with imposter syndrome. But I'm like, I didn't even know that was a term. I didn't know imposter syndrome was a thing at all until I started going on this self-care journey, which then turned into a mental awareness, mental health awareness journey. And then it turned into a personal development journey. And then it turned into this, uh, breaking generational cycles journey and a healing journey. So it's, I want to say there's all levels to this. It's not like a quick fix, as I mentioned before. And I, like I said, the first step is just becoming aware, becoming aware of everything. And this doesn't happen overnight, right? Sometimes it takes months, if not years. It took me, what, like, it's been years since I moved out and I'm just starting to kind of grasp the, the meaning behind all these turns and all this trauma. And following that, you also want to start setting boundaries. When, like I said, when I moved out, I immediately cut my father off. I think I acted out more of emotion, but either way, it helped me a lot setting boundaries because even after I moved out, I want to say my father was so comfortable that even to the, when I did cut him off, he would still hit me up. And then I would feel guilty for not responding or not answering his calls or his messages. And I'm like, well, no, he cares. Well, no, he worries. But did he really? No. Nope. <laughs> and um, so a lot of that has to do with setting boundaries. And it's so hard. Like, it's so easy for me to come here and say, oh, just cut him off or stop texting him or just don't answer that call. But in the back of your mind, you're like, well, yeah, sure, I can do that. But then all these million thoughts keep ra come racing to the front of your mind. And that's where the awareness comes in place because you want to make sure that you become aware. Wait, do I feel guilty because I feel bad for not responding? Or do I feel bad because he feels bad? Or because I think he's going to feel bad. So therefore, I'm going to invalidate my own feelings and give in because I don't want him to feel bad. And that's where also people-pleasing tendencies come in, right? So like I said, this is all kind of like a puzzle. Like you start putting pieces together and you start seeing the bigger picture. So for example, like when my father would message me or he'll call me and be like, hey, can you go pick up your brother from school? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I would still do it. And it wasn't like if I really thought about it, I'm like, did I want to do it? No. But I felt fucked up for not doing it. I felt guilty. I felt like a bad sister. I felt like a bad daughter for not doing these things. But in reality, it was just people-pleasing tendencies. I didn't want them to be upset with me. Because in my head, I'm like, well, they must be already upset because I moved out. But in reality, did they really? Maybe my brothers, of course, yeah. But, you know, sometimes you have to look, well, is this going to benefit me? Or is this helping me? Is this helping me heal? And if it doesn't, then... That's what you need to do, girl, or guy, you know? Like, sometimes we need to take that step back and be like, am I, like, do I feel this way? Or is it because I don't want them to feel a certain way? So it's all about putting yourself first. And that itself is a journey as well because putting yourself first is so hard. It was so hard. And to this day, it's still hard for me to do it. But I take it one day at a time. And sometimes when you let your thoughts defeat you, that's okay. It's okay, but don't stay down there and don't stay low because you're just going to keep sinking yourself in a bigger hole and maybe even get depressed because of it. And you don't want that. I don't want that and I don't want that for you. The journey itself is a journey, right? It's a lifelong journey. And the reason why I want to break generational cycles is because I don't want to continue the toxic traits that I've been instilled with since a kid. I don't want my children to feel like they're responsible for me or that they have to support me 
or feel guilty because they have to please me as a parent. Like, no, that's not what I want for them because that's how I grew up. And I see how fucked up that shit was. And I don't want them to go through that. Your finances, right? Like, breaking generational cycles isn't just with the trauma that you've endured as a child. It's also dealing with the finances, right? I want to break that cycle. I want to, I know for a fact that I will become the first millionaire in my family. I know it. I feel it and I know that it's coming. And when that day comes, I want to make sure that my, all my generations are good, not just for my children, but my children's children and their children and so on and so forth. I want to be able to be present at the moment with my children. I want to be able to be present with the people that I love. And I want to be able to be there in my healthiest way. And I can only do that if I go on this journey. And I hope you are too. And I want you to break the cycles in your family because you deserve it for yourself. And I know, like I just said right now, like, you know, for my children or my children's children. Yeah, of course. But ultimately, it's for me, too. I want to give myself that childhood that I never had. And, you know, like, sometimes it sucks. <laughs> it sucks even, like, having to say that I have to go on this journey because, yes, it's something that's great. But it just fucking sucks because I just wish I had that childhood, you know, that that normal childhood and I know not every childhood is quote-unquote normal, but, you know, with both parents, um, supportive parents, you know, or, like, I would say this commercial, and I know, like, TV is a lot of propaganda and shit, but I remember seeing this specific commercial or, like, um, where, like, you know, the, the mom's making breakfast in the kitchen and the kids come downstairs and it's the first day of school and they got their book bags ready and all of that. Like, I, I always wanted that, and I never had that, and... It's just so hard sometimes, but I know that this journey in the long run is going to be for the good for not only me, but for everyone else. And although I never had that love growing up, I want to give that love to you guys and to everyone who needs it because we all need it. Whether we want to accept it or not, we all need love. Right? We all want love. And I think it's important that we give each other that. Even though we didn't have it when we were growing up, but we can have it now and we can give it to those who don't have it now. And I know, like, I just ranted on, honestly. <laughs> like, this is my first episode. I'm still, like, very nervous. But I, if you're still listening, I just want to say thank you because I'm here to break that cycle and I'm here to take you on this journey with me. I really believe that we can change for the better and change for our future generations because this shit is fucked up and I don't want my children to feel this way or my nieces, my nephews, my little cousins, all of that. And I know that you may not want it too. I want to live a healthy life, a, a life where I can feel good about myself, my home, and feel happy. And that's overall my, my goal. I want us to all be happy and to prosper and grow and heal together. So I know I rambled on, but I did write some um, like little keynotes. So that way, at least at the end of this, you guys have something to go with. So like I said, um, when you embark on this journey from my own personal experience, you may feel guilt, a lot of it, right? You may feel so guilty for it, but at the end of the day, you also have to think about yourself and think about, well, yes, I feel guilty, but I'd rather feel guilty temporarily or maybe for a little while, I can't lie, than be miserable and keeping shitted on at a home that I know I don't belong in. And 
become aware with what you're doing, right? Because a lot of times, like I said, you're going to have imposter syndrome where you feel like you don't belong anywhere. And it's because when you grew up, that's all you felt. And so becoming aware of what you're doing, of your environment, is this environment cultivating a positive atmosphere for me? Is this environment toxic? Are the, are the people that I'm surrounding myself with, are they good people? Are they people that I see myself being like? Or people that I, you know, I feel confident and I feel honest. Like I can feel like I can be my honest version of myself with all of that. Becoming aware. And then another thing is setting boundaries. You want to set boundaries to toxic people. And sometimes the toxic people are our parents, right? For my example, it's my father. My father is the most toxic person I know. And I know it sounds like I'm bashing him, but it is what it is. And I'm not going to be uh, apologetic about it. So, yeah, guys. Um, like I said, even me seeing how I'm speaking now to how I would be when I first moved out. Like, I still vividly remember myself. And I remember saying so many things like... No, like, my father's going to, like, see, even financial situations, because I was like, you know, my father's going to, how is he going to afford to pay the rent without me? How is he, who's going to be cooking? Who's going to be cleaning? Who's going to be helping my brothers with their homework? And who's going to do this and who's going to do that? But, like, then I look back and I'm like, who is going to do X, Y, and Z, right? Like, that. that's, that was just me. Like, I have to do something in order to feel valued, and like I said, like it takes a while to kind of grasp onto these things. Maybe you're going through it right now and you don't realize it, right? So like I said, it's becoming aware, setting boundaries, and going on a healing journey, right? Like like detach yourself from those behaviors and um, and things that you would catch yourself doing because you felt like you had to do. And sometimes you just need time to to feel it, to feel all the emotions that come with it. To feel the emotions that come with, you know, like, leaving. Because ultimately, that's, I mean, that's what I did. And maybe that's not what you want to do now. Maybe that is something that you want to do. And if this is, you know, if you want to take this as a sign for you to, like, want to move out of your home, start coming up with a plan, right? And you can feel guilty and you can feel bad and you can feel this. But still do it. Do it anyways. Do it with fear, because, you know, sometimes you're going to let yourself get onto this analysis paralysis where, yeah, you can plan it, but then are you really going to execute it? So you, you need to, like I said, become aware, set boundaries, create a plan, and feel your emotions. If while you're moving out, you feel upset, depressed, crying, sad, guilt, feel it, but also express it in a quote-unquote healthy way right because we can so easily give in into drugs and alcohol or just like really going on this whole like like just going downhill and that's that's not what I want for you trust me that's that's not what I want and I remember like when I was depressed I was eating out like 24-7 I gained a lot of weight I was depressed I, I just felt like un uncomfortable with myself, uncomfortable with my surroundings. I felt very unsure of myself, and it's it's okay to feel that way. But then find resources to help you feel better. I remember I began listening to podcasts, and you know, like it made me feel good because I felt like I had someone to talk to. You know, reach out to friends or people that you confide in, 
Now, if those, like, also be mindful that a lot of people may not know your whole story or they may not be able to relate. So if they can't relate to you, don't feel bad. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's okay to feel bad, but I would say don't take it too personal, right? Because people only know up until how much their perspective allows them to know. So if you feel like they can't relate to you or you're not getting the, um, the words or the responses that you would like to get, find another community, right? Come here, like message me, you guys. I have Instagram, TikTok, and like I said, I'm going to be on YouTube and DM me, right? We can talk. Like I'm here for you. That's, that's what I'm here to do. I want to be that, that Latina hermana that I never had, right? I never had someone to talk to about these things. And when I did, they would shut me down. I would talk to my family about this and they'd be like, well, I, yo, I, you guys, okay. So I remember one time when this freshly happened, I reached out to one of my cousins. He was like a brother to me growing up. You know, um, obviously we all have our own life. So we stopped talking for a while, but I remember I was just so vulnerable and I wanted someone else besides my own partner to hear me out. So I reached out to my cousin and we went out for a drink and we were talking about this, but and he was just there like, oh, my God, like, I didn't know it was like this. I didn't know it was like that. And he's like, oh, by the way, my girlfriend's coming. And I'm like, oh, but I thought it was just me and you. He's like, no, no, yeah, I mean, but but she's coming along. And then, like, at that point, I'm pretty sure he caught, he caught her up with everything because when she came in, she was like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, are you this, are you that? And I just felt very weird because I'm like, I confided in my cousin, not my cousin and his girlfriend. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe it's just me, right? But I'm very protective on who I tell my things to. So that, for me, I felt a little bit betrayed. But I didn't communicate that with him. And sometimes I felt like I shouldn't have to communicate these things with people. Like, they should already know that, you know, some things you just keep to yourself. Or whatever, you pillow talk, you pillow talk at home. But not in front of my face. Like, don't do that to me. Like, if I'm telling something to you, it's to you only. And then if you decide to go and talk to other people about it, as long as I don't hear it, I can care less. But like I said, that's just me. Um, but yeah, and so I remember like that. Just after that, it kind of just switched the subject. I felt like my feelings were invalidated, and then like that's it. I went home, and I was still stuck there with all all these emotions built up. Like I wasn't able to release them the way I I wanted to. And then I remember reaching out to another cousin, and I remember I went over, and we were talking, and I told her, and like literally, you guys, what she told me was like. Bueno, que se lo puede ser. Él, él tiene su mujer y tú ya tienes el, tu, tu novio, entonces cada quien que haga su vida. And it just came off like very nasty to me. And I was just there, like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I could just have a really fucked up family. That's just me. I mean, actually, no shade, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I would say just like, um, you know, it took a long time for me to stop, not only stop caring what others. Like, I, I kept looking for validation. And you don't need that validation. You're, you're entitled to feel how you feel when you're going on this journey because you're the only one who's going through it. You are the only one who really knows what's going on. And if other people don't understand you, so be it. Fuck them. Um, politely, you know, like, doesn't mean fuck them, for real. <laughs> but, um, like, just, okay, everything with a grain of salt. Everything with a grain of salt. I'm like, okay, cool. That's it. But don't let that shut you down from voicing your opinions and voicing your feelings to other people because that's what it happened to me. I remember after that, I'm like, well, what's the point of me talking to people that I'm going to understand? What's the point of me telling people they're just going to shit on me? 
So, like I said, and then like after that, you kind of realize who you can talk to and who you can't talk to about these things. And some people will understand and some won't. But at the end of the day, as long as you understand yourself and you're like, no, I am entitled to feel this way and I'm going to be mad or I'm going to be sad or I'm going to be X, Y, and Z, then do it. And sometimes your best friend is going to be yourself. And for the longest time, that took me, it was one of the hardest things for me to learn. I always felt like I needed someone to listen to me or someone, you know, have a shoulder to cry on. And no, you you, you, you do and you don't, right? Um, like I said, find a community where you can feel heard and this is a community for that right but if you you really come down to the point where you absolutely have no one that's okay because guess what you're you're still here and you're still powering through and if that means looking at yourself in the mirror and fucking crying your ass off in the bathroom floor so be it cry it out feel those emotions because if you keep letting them build up you're gonna pop one day and it's not gonna go well and I don't want that for you. If you feel a way, feel it. Express them and let them out. Let those emotions... You're human. You're human. You're entitled to feel that way. So feel it. And you're not alone. I'm here for you. And we're going to get through this together. And like all these, even all these things that I just talked about, I will be diving more into them in other episodes. That way we can get a real good understanding of what it is to break generational cycles and... You know, everything that comes with this, such as childhood trauma, parentification, it's just so much. But just, I'm letting you know that you're not alone. I'm here for you. I love you. And we got this. We're going to break generational cycles together. And one day we're going to sit down, you know, one day and have mimosas together. Or, I don't know, just go around, walk around and just, like, get to know each other really well. And that's my goal for this. I just want you guys to feel supported. I want you guys to feel heard. And, yeah, I love you guys. And... Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm so excited to be here, like I said, and I'm excited to see what, you know, what this year brings for us. So, yeah, let me know what you guys think. If there's any specific topics that you guys would like to talk about, please message me or, you know, write them under reviews or just let me know. I'll have all my accounts listed down below, my Instagram, my TikTok, and that way you guys can send me DMs, message me, and we can talk through there as well. Or if you guys want to share your stories, you know, I can read them out here too. I mean, I won't say your name if you don't want me to, but we can just talk like that and communicate and just help us help each other heal. That's what we're here for, right? We're here to break barriers. We're here to support each other, and we're going to be the fucking best version of ourselves. That's what it is. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to end it here just because I feel like I've been rambling on this whole time. <laughs> but like I said, I love you guys. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I'll see you guys on my next episode. Love you guys. Bye.